0: me in prayer. Oh Lord, we give you thanks once again for this day, a day that you have made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you for this scripture reading this morning from the Old and New Testaments, and we pray that you would continue to speak to us in this time. Help us to hear a word that you would have for us on this day. And Lord, I pray that you would speak through me in these coming moments, and speak in spite of me. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> Have you ever gone to the gas station, and you, you pull up to the gas pump, and you need to go inside, because you need to get something else, or you need to pay uh, inside, and you look at the number of the gas pump, and you know, it says, oh, number four. I'll remember that. And then you go into the store, and then you're looking around, and you're browsing, and you're like, oh, I want to try one of those. I've never seen that before. Or uh, maybe you go up to the kiosk if it's, you know, like Roll Farms or Wawa or something, and you order a sandwich to eat for lunch, and, you know, you get your little number, and then you go pay, and, and, and you say to um, the, the person behind the counter, you know, um, oh, th- this is what I like today. And also, I'd like $20 on number. Um, And then you go over like this and you look over to, have anybody ever done that before? And you have to go look and say, oh, number four, number four. Wait, hold on one second. How did I forget that? I just told myself to remember that, right? And then we, sometimes I've done this, where then I have the ticket for the sandwich that I ordered and it says like 921. I'm like, oh, I'll remember that. So I go put it in the basket. Um, And then I'm sitting there and I'm checking my emails and they're like, 921? And I'm I'm thinking, um, was that... Was that my number? And then I have to sift back through the basket again and figure out, oh, yeah, that's mine. Thank you very much. And there's two things I forgot in the span of five minutes. Sometimes we forget things like so little but so easy to remember. Sometimes we walk into a room and we forget why it is we're there. Have you ever done that? You walk in and and you're thinking, why did I get up and come in here? I, I knew I was in here for a reason. We forget It's easy sometimes to forget. It's hard sometimes to remember. And today is a day for us to be reminded of who we are. Today is a day for you to remember who you are. What Jesus says to the crowd on that day is true of us on this day. Jesus is preaching the Sermon on the Mount and his audience is the people of Israel. They're living in a land that God led their ancestors to in the Old Testament, but currently in this day it was being occupied by the Roman Empire. And in the midst of this tension, Jesus is challenging Israel to be Israel in this time and these times. Jesus didn't want Israel to be like the zealots and to use force and violence to take over and overthrow the Roman Empire. But yet Jesus says, I don't want you to do that. I want you to love Israel your enemies. And He's telling them that they are to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. And in this Scripture passage found in Matthew, it gives us some things to chew on this morning. Jesus gives His audience a sense of identity. He gives them a purpose. Of course, loving God and loving our neighbor is the greatest commandment, but Jesus here tells the people who they are. And in the same note, it can remind us in 2020, who we are to be. So today, remember, according to Jesus, that you are the salt and you are the light. So therefore, go out and be salty Christians. Be salty Christians in the world, not not attitude-wise. Sometimes we think of, you know, a curmudgeon or something along those lines when we think of someone having a salty attitude. Uh, I'm not talking about being negative and being salty in that kind of way but I'm talking about being the good kind of salty, the type of, uh, of good salt in the world. What, what benefits does salt have? Salt has a lot of benefits. As I just mentioned with the kids, salt can help uh, preserve uh, what is good. It can help uh, be a pre- serve as a preservative. Salt can be used to enhance something or make it more flavorful. Uh, you can add a little salt to a bland food and make it come to life. Uh, Salt can also um, uh, stimulate thirst. Uh, We know when we have salty snacks and things like that, we become thirsty. So of course this can relate to us spiritually because as disciples of Jesus Christ, we we must not forget who we are to be in the world, an extension of the ministry of Jesus, the body of Christ in a real and a tangible way showing compassion to others, doing justice, loving mercy, walking humbly with God, as Scripture teaches. And when we do these things in love, Jesus says that you and I are being the salt of the earth. And when we don't do these things, we can become bland and we become like salt that's lost its flavor. And we have, a, we have got to get out there and roll up our sleeves and, and to be the salt in the, ear, in the world to to be that sense of living in such a way where people begin to thirst for something more, where people see us and say, there's got to be more to life than this. Look at how they live because there is a world out there that is thirsty for hope, that is thirsty for something. I can remember even in my own life having moments where, you know, I didn't want a lot to do with God and I didn't want… Um, didn't really care much uh, uh, about what it looked like to have a relationship with God and, and what, what this whole Jesus thing was, was about. And I can remember uh, people still loving me, st- people still showing compassion to me. And even though my heart was uh, cold at some times or even frozen, you know, that, that salt that they came and, uh, you know, symbolically poured on my heart helped to help thaw that ice, helped to, to thaw that cold heart, and, and to help me see what it looked like to become on fire for God and what, what that means in our own lives. And um, I can remember that even in my own life. Maybe you can remember times in your life too where uh, you were far from God and people still came and were the salt to you. But don't just be salty Christians. Jesus is also calling us not just to be salty Christians, but to be a light-filled Christian. Jesus tells His followers that they are the light of the world, and that this light should not be hidden, but this light should be seen. The other day I was coming down Stein Highway, and there was a truck out in the field, in one of the many fields between here and Seaford, and and it was driving kind of fast in the field with a trailer behind it. And it had all this, um, it was full of white substance. Does any farmers know what this is? What is it? Lime. Okay. I thought it looked like flour, but I was like, that doesn't make sense. Um, it looked like flour, but they were, they were driving. And, and it was like shooting out of the back of these, this truck. And it was... Uh, creating this haze over the field and not only that the way the wind was blowing there was about maybe i'm going to guess 50 to 75 yards that this lime covered the road and to the point where it wasn't just like a little bit of an inconvenience but uh at at some point there was almost zero visibility i couldn't see where i was going i had to almost completely stop in the middle of the road and just hope nobody else crossed the line It, it was It was really difficult for just a few moments, and then I got out of it. And when we don't have light in the darkness, we cannot see where we're going. There are lots of places in the world where we can't see where we're going. There are lots, there's lots of darkness where it's hard to see. And Jesus Christ, the true light of the world, is calling us to go and to be light in these dark places, to offer hope to the hopeless light is so important in in the world and in our daily lives just that, just last night one of my cats decided it would be a great idea to come up next to my bed and knock my glass of water over and i thought okay i guess you're ready to go outside so i got up it was about 2:30 in the morning and i got up and i opened the back sliding glass door and i let him out and then i remembered that it was the the supermoon was out last night or the snow moon if you've heard of this seen it in the news or articles it's one of the brightest moons of the whole year. Um, and I thought, oh, I love that kind of stuff. So I, I actually walked outside for a few moments, and I looked up, and, and it was, sure enough, just as bright as could be. And I looked across the uh, field in the middle of the night, and, and you could see. Uh, I mean, it, was, it was wild. It was, the moon was so bright that you almost didn't even need a flashlight outside. You could see um, for, for a good distance. Um, and if somebody, you know, if you were just walking around, I mean, it was, it was almost like it was almost dawn, like the sun was about to come up. It was, it was wild. And I thought, wow, that's so cool and that's so amazing and creation is awesome. But uh, it, it, if somebody was outside last night, that, that light would have helped them to see in the midst of the darkness. Light helps things grow. It helps provide solar power for electricity. Um, like Like the light, disciples of Jesus Christ are called to be a gathered community of people who reflect God's light back into the world, to help others see God's love, to help others desire to grow in their faith, and to be empowered by the Holy Spirit to be a light to others. Now, we remember that Jesus says in the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. So Jesus is the true light of the world. But we are called to reflect this light back into the world through our words and actions and good works, just like the moon reflects the light of the sun. The moon isn't, isn't lit all on its own. It's the sun shining on the moon, and then the moon reflects that light back down to earth in the night. And like, and, and like Christians, what we're called to do is to be like the moon, that, that Jesus Christ is the true light of the world, but we are to reflect that light back into the world, that we are, we are to be a reflection, a mirror of Jesus back into the world. And I think that's part of what Jesus is getting at when He says, You are the light of the world and he also says, I am the true light of the world. One of my cats, the, the one uh, who knocked over my drink last night, Huckleberry, this past week he was, um, or Mr. Huckleberry is the official title, um, but Mr. Huckleberry this past week, when we had a lot of that rain, he was, um, he, was, he was seeking to go from outside to inside. He was stuck outside in the rain and and all of a sudden, I was in the kitchen, and I looked above the, the sink, and he's sitting there soaking wet on, on the outside of the house on the ledge there. So I go in, and I, and I let him in, and he's, he's just really cranky that he's just so wet, you know, and, and he runs into the laundry room and starts looking for food, and, uh, but he was, he was seeking something. He was seeking to go from one place and was seeking to be in another place, and, and he got what, what he was looking for. And disciples are also seekers, seekers to, to, to go from one thing to be another thing. Disciples seek to be salt and light in the world. That's what disciples of Jesus Christ do. They seek to be salt and light in the world. So don't forget who it is that you are. Church, this is who we are called To be. We're called to be the salt and the light. We need to get the salt out of our shakers and and reflect God's love and light back into the darkness that we see in the world. And this requires Christian action on our part. It requires that we don't just come to church, but that we be the church seven days a week out into the community and into our world. That we live in such a way where it would remind people of Jesus Christ. And this is all about God. This isn't about us as individuals. Remember that Jesus talks in the Sermon on the Mount. Remember when he talks about prayer? And he says, when you pray, don't go on the street corners. Don't stand up for everybody to see. Don't showboat all about how awesome you are at prayer. But when you pray, go into the quietness of your room and close the door, a reminder of humility, a reminder to be humble. And when we are sought and light in the world, It's important that we're not making it about ourselves. That we are not sought in the light for the sake of us, but we are sought in light for the sake of the world. So we make it about Jesus. So when people see your good works, they don't praise you, but rather, as Jesus teaches, in the same way let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. So, when people see our good works, we point them to God and not ourselves, that we would live in such a way where people would say, wow, look at that person. Isn't God amazing? Not aren't they? I mean, it can be cool to be affirmed and say, wow, you're an awesome person, but are we pointing people to God? Look at how she loves. Look at how he serves. God is so amazing. So I want to leave you with two questions this morning about being the salt and the light. The first question is this. Where are you being the salt and the light right, right now in your own life? Where are you being the salt and the the light. And the second question is this, how are you making your life less about you and more about God? How How are you and I making our lives less about us and more about who God is? So I want to encourage you this week to go out and to be the salt and the light in the world show up and pay attention to where God may be moving. Pick up the phone and make that call. Answer that email that you've been ignoring. Help the person, help a person put their groceries in their trunk in the parking lot if they look like they're in need. Provide a meal for someone who may need that. Lend somebody your time. Go and sit with somebody who's lonely. Start the process of forgiving him or forgiving her. And may those on the receiving end of those things, may they see your good works, because those are good works. And may they see those good works and give glory to God in heaven. I want to challenge us all this week. Let us go out. With our hands full, and let us be the salt and the light in the world. Let us pray. As we take a moment to reflect and respond this morning. Maybe we think about one of those questions. Where am I being the salt and the light in the world? And where can I make my life more about God and less about me? Take a moment to pray.